This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome back to the Global Citizens Podcast. We'll be spending the next two episodes with artist, photographer, and architect Asari Ajay. In part one, Asari shares insights on the diverse ways that artists can capitalize on their creativity. In part two, we talk global citizenship, migration, and Asari's sonic inspirations. Hi, Global Citizens. It's Florence Adu, your host, and you're listening to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around doing something in the world. We're back in Ghana, in the city of Accra, and my guest today is Asari Ache. He is an artist, a photographer, and an architect, Ghanaian via and by way of sometimes the UK. And I'm very happy to be sitting here with him in his studio space in a lovely garden. So sorry, take it away. Tell us more about you and what you do. Hi, everyone. I have three containers, so to speak. Um, I do art, where I paint, where I'm um, celebrating African culture and the diaspora. And um, the paintings are exhibited in galleries and also I sell, I sell them also online. And then photography, um, I wear more of a, a photojournalist hat and um, I find stories around the world that are interesting. And then I take pictures and, um, yeah, and offer them to magazines and newspapers that are interested in, in sharing the story. And um, I'm looking at possibility of taking that also into exhibition formats in 2020. And then architecture, um, I was an architect for 12 years. Now I've taken a step back from architecture and um, I'm, um, when there's a project that's interesting, that is um, a project that maybe has more of a humanitarian spin to it and falls within the architecture and the building industry. And if that captures my attention, then I add to and I join and um, yeah, and collaborate on those projects. Okay. So you have three avatars mm-hmm. <laughs> at any given point. And it seems like they all kind of coalesce around expression. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel expression is the most important thing, um, especially as a creative person. It's our kind of um, superpower, so to speak. We are here to express our our, our views, our voice, um, our souls. And in that way, we um, awaken and teach each other um, lessons about life. So, yeah, expression is probably the link um, within all of them. Mm -hmm. So we're in Accra now. But, sorry, tell us where you're local. Where, where do you call your local space? And how did you come to live and play and, and work So there? I worked my socks off to create this vibe where I get to be in Ghana for about maybe three to six months sometimes. And then I'll spend another maybe three months to six months in the UK. Sometimes I'll do three months in Ghana, then three months in the UK, come back to Ghana, do another three months, and then three months in the UK. Um, the reasons, because um, when I'm here in Ghana, I get to create and paint, and I prefer being in Ghana to do so, because um, it's quieter, it's peaceful. Um, so I come here and I paint uh, my collection or my series. And then in the UK, it's more of a business um, time, so it's more marketing, having meetings, um, getting things planned, um, shows, um, getting shows set up and everything. So yeah, so Ghana is more my um, creation zone. And then the UK becomes more my, my, yeah, my selling zone, I guess. 
So we have that in common. We're mm-hmm. both bi-continental, splitting our time between our, our Western homes mm-hmm. and, uh, and here, and our lovely Ghana. Yeah. I actually want to explore that even more. And, and, and next year, look at the possibility of um, spending time in Asia, mm-hmm. um, in Bali. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the world is just home, to be honest. And, um, you know, and I try to live like that at the moment. Home is where you, where you find your soul settling. Yeah, I think home is the whole earth. And our soul belongs in the whole earth and belongs in um, everywhere that we want to be. Yes, you know, we have nationalism and all these different territories and stuff, but well and truly the human being, earth is home. So wherever you're called to be, and um, if you can make it work, why not? If you want to be able to spend time um, living and working in, I don't know, Singapore for a couple of years and then come back to wherever you call home, that's fine. If you want to do a couple of months somewhere and then come back and work somewhere else, it's fine. You, you get to create it as you want to. It's not easy, but yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. make it work. Which is, which is a great segue into uh-huh. my global speak question. Yeah. So you have these two places that you, or anywhere in the world, that calls mm-hmm. home. So maybe this is for you, it's anywhere in the world mm-hmm. where you kind of want to know what you hear where you are. Mm-hmm. So this question is where you tell me or you share a word, a phrase, or a saying that's a meaningful part of your local experience and yeah. why or how you came to value it as, as a global speak. Yeah, my, f- my favorite word in Ghana is wahala. And oh, okay. um, I've taken it back to the West with me. Yeah. Um, I guess Charlie and Wahala, but Wahala, because Wahala captures this um, intangible feeling. And the word is perfect for whatever expression you want to use it in. Yeah. You know, if you're stuck in traffic, it's Wahala. If, you, if you're having a, you know, a, a kind of a day that's a bit stressful, you're, you're having a Wahala day. Um, I love that word. It captures that spirit of... Um, of chaos, I guess. <laughs> I agree. I love. I like Wahala as well, and I, I, it's like a song. Uh, and it's funny because one summer, a friend of mine, uh, we, we did a song, and it was uh, all it was was Wahala. Yes, Wahala, 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 Wahala. The person can be Wahala too, you know. So that, yeah, that place exactly. is Wahala. Exactly. You know? yeah. It's such a, a, a beautiful wild world word that captures that vibe. Of yeah. yeah. So is Wahala mm. a tree word? I think so. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, because I, I because I hear Wahala it's also not, in Nigeria, so I feel like it came from Nigeria, Nigeria actually. Oh yeah. wow! So maybe it's a pigeon word. Okay. Okay, it's a pigeon word. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to do some research on that one and, yeah. and find out what Wahala is. Yeah, but I love um, hearing it. It's awesome. Let's talk more about the business, right? Because everyone hears artists and they're like, yeah. Okay, they think starving. Yes. Less so nowadays, right? Because yeah. there's so many different ways to to be on platforms yeah. and to put yourself in a space of you yeah. know. Um, but you kind of hinted at how, you know, you do your business in yeah. in the in the Western world or Europe yeah. and you're more creative here. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about how you first of all come to the work of artistry. So that yeah. inspiration and, and then how you then translate that into commercial Yeah. Um, so I'm going to offer different ways in which people can make money through art mm-hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of people listening now who are creatives and they're not sure about this. So in the old days, creatives, it was a struggle to, to do art. You know, you needed a patron, somebody who would finance your crafts, who buy your equipment and stuff, your galleries. And it was kind of like, you know, it was elitist as well. 
So, you know, in the old days, people struggled. So, yes, there was this kind of stereotype about the artist being kind of like a, a struggling thing to do. But, you know, when I first started off, yes, I was doing architecture, a very different industry. But, you know, every time we were invited to come to art exhibitions, and number one, my mind was blown by how much creativity was out there. And also just, you know, how much galleries were available to artists. There are so many galleries now looking at so many different angles of art that as an artist, you know, it's more like there is a surplus of galleries and, you know, more, um, they need more artists, mm. you know? And there's collectors, there's people who, in the old days, people weren't so used to the idea of collecting art. But now in this modern times, people see art as an investment. And, uh, and a lot of collectors are looking at artists and they want to get in there really early when an artist is starting out so that they can purchase quite a few pieces and hopefully it's worth even more in the future. So you have a lot of collectors looking for art. Um, there's a spike in uh, um, African arts. People are really interested in African arts now mm -hmm. and loads of galleries are starting to spring up specifically catering to African arts. Mm -hmm. and, and then they are looking for African artists. Um, on the other side, if you are somebody who's, you know, I mix, I mix it because also I'm, I'm, I'm entrepreneurial. So with my art, I have my own online store and that's another aspect to explore where you have your own online store. You can quickly create it on Shopify. You know, you can add your art to, you can get these apps where you literally add your art to t-shirts and um, hooded tops um, from um, chairs, tables, cushions, sh um, shower curtains. Uh, mobile phone covers it's up to you how your limitations up to your own mind what you want how you see your art and what you want it to be and um, some people it's not be about that and in some ways i understand that because galleries can be a little bit uh, picky if your art is too overexposed but as an artist you can kind of manage that and, and how i do is um, i have um, illustrations as well as paintings so the paintings tend to go to the galleries and the illustrations tend to be something i put on t-shirts prints you know it's a more um, more um, commercial more commercial mm -hmm. so yeah so you know as an artist you can explore which ones you want to make more commercial and which ones you want to make specifically for galleries you might not even go the gallery routes and just purely go on the entrepreneurial routes the beauty of that with the apps is that you don't have to look after fulfillment and the apps are generated to other businesses and they will take care of fulfillment for you so you literally create your art you put it on your t-shirts or whatever you want to have it on and when somebody purchases it it's printed and sent to that person and if there's any exchange or any refunds or anything, the fulfillment company will look after that for you. So as an artist, it frees your location. I'm giving away some secrets. Here. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's why we're here. We're here to share and let so, folks know how to... So as an artist, it frees up your location. You don't have to be based in one city. You could be, I don't know, in Germany painting and drawing, put your, your stuff onto your own online shop, let the fulfillment companies look after it for you. I'm going to give you one fulfillment company to look at, Printful. And Printful do, that's amazing. They have great quality t-shirts, hooded tops, all of that. And they'll look after all of the fulfillment for you. So, you know, look at something like Printful, put your art on there. Then you have to just focus on the marketing aspect and getting your stuff to the right people, knowing your crowd, knowing who wants to purchase your stuff. And you can be, you can be in Bali doing that. And, um, <laughs> right, yeah, your next stop. And right? um, yeah, when it's purchased um, on a monthly basis, the money hits your account and you, 
yeah, you just have to manage because it's business. So you just look after how much stock you want and everything. The other aspect is you can also have Amazon shop. That's, um, I think, $25 a month. And with an Amazon store, again, it's going towards the whole world really shops on Amazon. And, you know, the, the only problem with that is your T-shirt will be listed amongst other T-shirts, tons of other T-shirts. But again, it's about you kind of marketing your name and your style and your message. But Amazon shops are another great tool to use. So as an artist in these modern times, it's such a beautiful time to be an artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. It's not exclusive. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of, like you said, the snobbery uh-huh. and things like that. Uh-huh. But I want to, first of all, check out the show. You can too. You know, you can focus on the gallery, get gallery representation. Nothing wrong with that too. You right. Can place, um, again, that's something I've explored. Group shows, all of that. Um, and then, you know, get galleries to represent you and, you know, and then they'll sell to collectors. And with galleries, your art could be sold from £10,000 um, upwards, you know, so it's, it, you know, it depends on what game, it's not a game, but it depends on what vibe you like. Mm-hmm. You can maybe focus purely on creating art for galleries and then sell 12 pieces at £10,000 each um, or even £20,000, £30,000 each. Yes, these prices are normal for galleries. In fact, they're cheap for mm-hmm. galleries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I guess that kind of speaks to, like you were mentioning, there's a new culture of collectors, right? So nowadays there's more collectors because there's more money. So collectors are global. So when you hear about these auctions at Sotheby's where, you know, pieces of art are going for these incredible amounts of money, it's because it's almost as though art is somehow democratized in a different way. Like it's for anybody and everyone. But the fact that there's so much new money. Yes. And as you mentioned, the idea that this is a different kind of investment. Yes that makes yes. for long-term wealth. Yes. So collectors are also becoming younger. Right. So there's lots of young people making a lot of money out there in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, through the internet and everything, apps and from the creation of Twitters, the Googles, all of that. So there's a lot of young people out there who, are, who have money now and they love art and they also are looking into the idea of um, investing in art. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, it's such for me, it's a beautiful time to be an artist. It's a great time to be an artist. Yeah. But it's, maybe it's not for everybody. Sure. You know? And I would say that it seems what's nice about a younger concept of art is that you mm-hmm. also have different tastes. Mm-hmm. So obviously the museum pieces mm-hmm. that we all know of, you know, for mm-hmm. the you know classical yeah. museums are there. But now yeah. we have this space for contemporary mm-hmm. art to just be expressed in so many different yes. ways. Yes. And... I wanted to take a step back and ask you a question. I just wanted to add really quickly on one thing, sorry. No problem. um, You know, some people are like, oh, you know, I'm a black artist who um, my collectors really going to also support Mm, me. Okay. But again, you know, there's a lot of black collectors out there, you know, young black collectors who are also looking for art, you know, from Swiss Beats with his Dean collection. Um, You know, you have so many other people who are now collecting art. I mean, I think that's, Absolutely true. I mean, there's now art. I mean, there is Art X. So Art X was in Lagos or was in Lagos, and that's a great marketplace. I just met so many interesting artists the last time I went. And that's a great platform for African artists to get their work out there. And then we have the Venice Biennial which had a whole mm. Africa pavilion. Yes. So what the Ghana what, pavilion. The Ghana pavilion. Yes, yes so. exactly. So yeah. what were your thoughts on that? Oh, man. I thought it's a beautiful, beautiful achievement. 
I am also, um, I used to work with David Ajay actually, mm -hmm. and um, we worked on a pavilion for Chris Philly a long time ago. And so it was, it was great to see him back, you know, doing a pavilion. And again, just Ghana being represented on such a global world scale and Ghana arts being put on a, on a beautiful pedestal. There's lots of other places in Africa whose art is being celebrated. So it's nice to see Ghana raise its profile for its artists too. So yeah, I just really loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was made me very proud. <laughs> just watching it is something that's very amazing. Thanks for joining us for part one of Art, Architecture and Affirmations with Asari Ajay. Please be sure to join us next week for what promises to be another wonderful conversation. And be sure to check out the show notes where you can find out more about a lot of the topics we talked about in our conversation and where you can find Asari's art. As always, you can catch us each and every Tuesday with new episodes at GlocalCitizensPod.com and wherever you find podcasts. Bye for now.